0: past few elections have really heightened the fact that people don't take fact and just listen to rumors and run with it. And it's kind of scary to me, <laughs> especially with this one.
1: Hold on. Hold on, you guys. So I made a, a clerical error um, by accident. I forgot to hit um, start broadcast. So we just started right now. Oh, I, I do want to apologize. <laughs> I just realized I just was. I thought I clicked it and then I just realized it was not clicked. So um, I'm gonna introduce you guys again, and then we're gonna just jump right back into what uh, Kalisha was talking about. And then I will talk a little bit about what Mr. Hudson was talking about as well. Um, So again, uh, greetings, ladies and gentlemen, uh, after a long hiatus and a revamp of this platform, um, from me ranting on social media, to me um, having a podcast, and me becoming a radio show, to now me uh doing this in the sense of having panels on people uh, come and have great discussions um now that we are back up and running um i presented some introduced to others um ramira williams kalisha scott and originally Huston. we were just previously talking about um the 2016 election um, against um uh, uh uh madam secretary um clinton and tv personnel um donald trump and I was asking them, "What do you guys think the Democrats did so wrong, as well as what do you think the Republicans did so right?" Um, Mr. Hunts uh, stated that he believed that it was um, people either not being uh, properly informed and educated on the matter of of, of of who was running, and and most and most importantly, he felt that it was due to women, to people not being ready for a woman lead. Um, And I I, I almost definitely do agree. And so I'm going to uh, uh, point it towards uh, uh, Miss Scott and uh, and allow her to finish her thought. And then after that, we can go up to uh, uh, Mr. Williams.
0: Yes. um, So kind of what I was saying was I feel like also in these past two elections, I've seen a lot of people have been basing their facts off of rumors um and the research that's supposed to happen or that people used to do is kind of like going out the window um and kind of like twitter and instagram is running people um and that's kind of scary especially like with this election with some of the stuff i hear people say um to be facts and i'll be like what that's not true. Hold on. <laughs> and wholeheartedly be going hard in the paint, believing it, like and defending it to the death. And that's very scary that people are that uninformed. Um, so I think it kind of social media has so many benefits, but at the same time has been like one of society's downfall in America that I have seen since I've like been around. Um so I think that's kind of what it was. And then you had Donald Trump. He was already a, t- a TV personality. He knew how to get people to watch him and go for him. And he was successful with getting people to believe that he really could be an adequate president, um, even though we have seen that's not to be true. So hopefully people seen that these past four years, but I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't want to pass nobody in 2020 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Mr. Williams, what, what what are your thoughts? What what do you think what do you think that the Democrats did so wrong and or what do you think that the Republicans did right?
2: Well, I, I don't think it's um, you know, what, what the Republicans did right or what the Democrats did wrong. I think it was a you know, the media played a huge part in, you know, making everyone feel comfortable that Hillary Clinton had a significant lead on Donald Trump. And I remember that, you know, watching CNN live and you know, being, you know, a little upset because I knew how viewers would take that and viewers would, you know, be like, well, this is in the bag. Because for a minute, it did feel like that, that, you know, Donald Trump was all over the place and, um, you know, what he wanted to do as president. Um, We knew about his past as a TV host. And I don't think that even his supporters had that much trust in him um, early in the election. But we have to, you know, focus on that, the simple fact that he uh, is the voice of the majority in this country. And um, he does a great way of putting that trust into those many voters. Um, and I think that Republicans knew that they wanted to take over back, you know, the the climate of this country after, you know, Obama having his his reign for eight years. And it was the perfect time to capitalize off of it. And I think Donald Trump's approach to, you know, how he he um, represents Republicans in the most you know, harsh ways sometimes and and, and it comes off to Democrats and it comes off to, you know, um, many people that, you know, disapprove of the things he say, um, you know, but Republicans and the people that, of his supporters, they, they honestly believe that it's their time to, you know, have the, have their control over the country. And, and I think that, that, that came into justice. And then
1: so I, I, I've always said, i think what happened was and, and I and I think it's all of everything you guys said mm-hmm. I think what I think that happened was it was that the Democrats and even some of the Republicans thought that Hillary had it in the bag like I, I think nobody yes. necessarily thought that this TV personnel person was going to um you know going to win like i don't i don't think anybody really you know 100% said oh he's going to win i think it was more that people was like she got it you know it ain't no point of me going out to vote she she got it so i think that's that's what happened but since we're since we're talking about trump and some of the things that he's done this year so let's fast forward to the trump administration era right the 2017 january 21st of 2017 to so right now what has trump's america Look like we're going to start with. We're going to start with Miss Scott, then we're going to go to uh, uh, Mr. Hudson, and then we're going to go to Williams. So, what do you think? Like, what has this these three and a half years approximately looked like over the course of time?
0: Um, mm, I think to me personally, um, I'm what 23 years old, so. I haven't been around for a long time, but um for the time I have been here, I definitely feel like once he got into office, we went backwards with like so many different things from race relations to police brutality. It just was like okay, let's go 10 steps back. We don't went 50. Let's come on, let's put you back. We got to go back for mm-hmm. a second. Um He definitely won, for the most part, off of hate. Um, A lot of people support him because they hate the same people. Or he wants you to believe that he hates the same people as you. Or have these same feelings. And then um, I think it really showed that a lot of people have been wearing masks and fronting what type of people they are and it kind of like helped to see people' true um, feelings and emotions about how they feel about certain rights, people, all types of things. Um, so just like this year alone with the with coronavirus, then we had George Floyd being murdered, Breonna Taylor being murdered. It's just like then we just had the young man in Philly that was killed, that was having an emotional break, a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's like people don't have no care anymore like about Black lives, minority lives at all. And it's kind of really being a minority, especially being a double minority, being a Black woman, is very scary to like live in a world to where I really don't know where I'm safe for real. Right. Um, and as the president of the United States, he has done nothing to ensure that our safety is important. And that says a lot. Whether you go against it or you... He hasn't said anything against it, but he hasn't said anything to support. So it's like, you not saying nothing to saying something. Like, you know, that's like, you don't taste me back. That's a response. So <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Like, if you don't tell these people, it's wrong if you do X, Y, and Z. To them, they're like, oh, well our president cool with it so let's keep on so i think that's kind of it's just like the amount of hate i have seen in these past three and a half years is very disheartening um and it makes you like wonder like if things will ever change um because it's like it's
1: 2020 and (laughs) we still going through this what's (laughs) happening like so i don't know know, No, i think that's most definitely true um i I I have to agree, um, Mr. Hudson. What, what do you feel about it?
3: Well, I, I like a, like she said, I, I definitely agree with her. With um, you know, just this has been like a circus full of hatred, bigotry, narcissism, uh, uh, racism, sexism, um, fascism, all isms, <laughs> right? And so he has he has blatantly said this. He has blatantly showed us who he is. Uh, I think you know, especially with this year alone which has really been an eye opener for many people. I never liked to do when he when he ran against Hillary, but there are a lot of people who I knew who supported him because he was a billionaire and they thought because oh he's a billionaire that he can do this. <laughs> well, it, you know, if you study people and if you study psychology, uh, psychology, sociology and all those ologies, you will realize that things repeat. And so he was handed billions of dollars and he bank He was bankrupt a few times. And so that's the same thing that he's doing with, with our country. And so, like we see now, our economy is shot down. He's saying we're going up, but it's going down. He said our numbers of covid is only up because we're testing. How else can you uh, know who has covid or not if you don't take the test? So, I mean, the things that he's saying. It's lack of empathy, lack of leadership, and, and and all he can do is blame China for the issues that he's caused here in our country, right? So you can't say um, the cat, oh, the cat is in my house because the neighbor let the cat out their house. You have the control of your door. You can keep your doors closed, and you have the ability to kick the cat out your house. And so, you know, I just think that the way that he has his mindset, and and, and not only that, he doesn't shock me anymore. It's the people that follows him, the people that's rooting for him, the people that's supporting him that that that's that has me kind of insane because we're doing the same thing and we're expecting different results. We voted for this or people voted for this dude uh, four years ago and we've seen the end result of that. We've seen what has happened. And, and and four years later or three years later, we're seeing folks still supporting this dude openly and still rooting for him and John James and all these other uh, Coons or whatever you want to call it, uh, puppets for Trump. So these people so Trump's America is not the America that the people want. He say make America great again. America never been great and, and the way we're look at now we never will be great unless we we, we make it great. And, and let me say this and, I, and I'm going to close. the only thing that Trump has been doing in office is he's been trying to reverse everything Obama's done. For his eight years, and so everything, every conversation—if you have a conversation with any Trump supporter—you always bring up Obama. Wait, we not Obama, not the president no more. Okay, he's 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 living his best life with his wife and his kids are in college. He ain't thinking about this no more. So let's talk about your president and what he's done. He's done nothing. He want to repeal Obamacare, but he doesn't have a plan for it, right? He but yet he just had COVID and he went to the hospital and used Obamacare for, to to get to get well. So what he's doing—that—that's a sign of um, being a hypocrite, right? So you're doing the same thing that you're trying to, to take away from those who don't have as much as you do. So that's all I wanted to say, that j- just the, the things that he's done in these la- this last year has just topped everything for me. And and I, I really, tr- truly pray that tomorrow we we uh, dump, Trump <laughs> and, and dump Trump in this election. Uh,
1: Mr. Williams.
2: Yeah, I agree with almost everything that um, Mr. Hudson said. Um, one of the things that I think is important, if you really want to know the nature of Trump's America, is go to the average um, African-American black man and ask him, how does he feel um, when he's pulled over by a police officer? and Ask him about his comfortability. And I think that's important because it's, it's not 1960 anymore. It's 2020. And for us to still feel that the racial tension level is at a, at a maximum where we can um you know be be a part of the names that we we talk about breonna taylor and we talk about george floyd and, and the possibility that you can add your name to that list um you know in seconds due to the the racial tension in america it's it's um it's one of those things where i just still can't wrap my head around and i think that's the most important you know topic when it, when it comes to what's what's really going on in trump's america but a lot of his supporters will try to you know push that under the rug and and say well let's talk about the economy. Well let's talk about it. We Trump had the the best opportunity to prove how smart he was as a president during the econ- during um this, his reign as a president during the pandemic. Um he promised from his early days of you know his his election that he was going to focus on small businesses and he was going to focus on um you know getting minorities minorities jobs and getting us equal pay and he completely failed, I believe. Um, we had major corporations that had to close their doors during the pandemic. There was no support. There was, and, um, you know, he, he blamed it, you know, on Democrats and he blamed it on, um, you know, arguments of size, not being able to come to an agreement. Those are things that are, that are considered later considered leadership. I think if Barack Obama was, you know, in, in um, office during the time, he would have came to an agreement way earlier on how we can, you know, balance out our economy during uh, one of the toughest times in America. Um, I think we're still not even out of those times of people are still unemployed, you know, due to what, what happened uh early in you know, February. And speaking, you know, on the pandemic subject, Donald Trump knew about this pandemic in January and he claimed it was a hoax. He claimed that it was a Democratic hoax. And when you think about how many people have died in America since January till now, it's 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 remarkable that you could that you could even have thought that at first as the president of the United States. So if you really want to talk about Trump's America, we have to talk about Trump's decisions. Um, I think that his decisions were very risky at the beginning of the year that we even forgot about when when we were almost at war. And that's something that Demo- that Republicans also want to sweep under the rug. How does this man handle us in in tensions with different countries when it comes to another four years? That's something that I think as 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 men as as um, citizens of a, of the United States, we have to worry about um, the the climate of the tensions of you know other countries, our allies, and I think that is kind of it, it's broken since the Obama administration. You know, Mr. Hudson talked about our health care. Um, right now, it's 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 harsh. T- it's very harsh times for a lot of people that had COVID that wasn't even able to you know get tested because of mm-hmm. wait times, unnecessary wait times. This is a this is Trump's America. This is 2020. Um, we're, we're talking about, you know, we're the we're the toughest country in America and make America great again. America is a laughingstock. And this is where we have the opportunity to change that tomorrow. And, and one simple thing in voting. But we have to re, we have to really focus in on how do we persuade not only people that are, you know, have their have their trust in Joe Biden, but people who support Trump, how do you how do you tell someone? How do you explain to them every you? But you, you already have seen it on the news. You've seen it on your social media. You've seen it out of out of his own mouth. Everything that he's done wrong, and you still will go ahead and say, you know what? he's the best option for the country. So it's scary times.
1: Yeah, the I the, this is the truth. You know, we have seen um. A lot of ups and downs, but I have a quick question. I mean, quick, I mean, real quick. So, did we see this during his election campaign? Like, did we see the travesty? Yes, we seen the. Tra- okay, so, 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 and and, and I say that, and I, and I ask that because the reality is, is that when people run for office. The whole saying, you don't know what they're going to do until, until they get in office, I always disagree with that, because for the simple fact that you do know exactly what they're going to do. Now, you may not know how they're going to do it. You may not know when they're going to do it, but a lot of times out of 10, they're generally going to do it. When Obama in 2008 ran on veteran health care, he worked with the he, he worked with the um, House and the Senate, which at the time were Democrats, and, and, and uh, in his first uh, two years in order to push, um, the, the ACA. Um, so I've, I've I, so I, since we're, since we're on that, so when it comes to administration, we have seen like a lot of ups and downs with this administration and, uh, oh, we done lost Kalisha. So, but with this administration, we have seen a lot of ups and downs. Um, now let's talk about his ups a little bit, right? His ups were like, Signing a bill to permanently fund HBCUs, historical black colleges and universities. Um, his, um, you know, him meeting with uh, the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong Un, which was very, you know, prior to that was not really done. Um, now, this is not to be sarcastic, but this is the, the honest truth. I'm um, giving tax cuts to the rich, right? That's because that's considerably one of his um up, and um, more funding to charter schools to more, uh, which actually kind of doesn't impact uh, African-Americans seeing how African-Americans a lot of times do attend some charter schools. Um So with these up, right, what the up that I names? Uh, HBCUs. Uh, not permanently funding, not just funding but permanently funding, which is a little bit different. Um, meeting um, with Kim Jong-un, giving the rich uh, tax cuts and more funding and a few things, etc. Do these things make you
3: value Trump a little bit more or do it like... Yeah. What you do? You know, I got to jump first and say this because that's when you, when I argue, or not even argue, but when I have a dialogue with any Trump supporter or anybody that's in the middle, that's the first thing they bring up. Well, he did this for HBCUs, or well, he met with Kim Jong Un. My question is, what does that have to do for me? Right, So I'm thinking about the least of people. I'm thinking about those that are homeless. I'm thinking about those who are struggling with education or those who don't have equitable access to education. I'm talking about those people who want health care, who need health care. I'm talking about young people like us who, who should be on their parents' health insurance until they're 26 years old because they're in college. They can't have a job and, and try to go to school or that they're struggling with the, 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 the academics in school. And so therefore they can't go out and, and find em, employment. And even now it's unemployed. We, everybody's unemployed or half the people are unemployed. So now healthcare is on the table. So, so when we talk about well, Trump did this for HBCUs. let's fact check that. Right. So he may have stood up there and, and said, you know, we're going to do this, do that, but was that just a photo op? Like he had the Bible out there outside the church that was, was boarded up. I mean, let's talk about serious things. Let's talk about things. That let's be true. If you, when he said in his campaign, his election campaign, he said, "What in the hell do you have to lose?" That's the thing. That's what he said, and, and I got that on video. And people always say, "Well, the media always twists his words." No, he said that on live TV. Just like somebody can screen record me right now and say he just said, "What the hell you got to lose?" And then say, "I said it." So. The thing is, you can't be, you can't half step, okay? If you, if you say, "Well, I'm going to invest in HBCUs," what about public education? Let's talk mm-hmm. schools, elementary schools and middle school. You have Bessie DeVos, who's over, the, who's the secretary of education, who don't even believe in public education, right? So, she, she we, me, and her had different dialogues and different uh, opportunities to, to, to convene and talk, and she didn't. She, she always advocated for a charter schools. Right, so she her goal is to make public edu- to end public education and, and put more money into charter schools. So if you want to talk about education, let's not just talk about what's at the top. Because, to be honest, there's a lot of us going to college, but there's more of us that's not going to college. Mm-hmm. How can we put more money into trade. How can we put more money into um going into just jobs? You know, like going to the post office, going to the plant, going to other fields. Let's put more, let's put your money where your mouth is, right? So, if you want to be a leader, let's lead in every area of our life. In every every area of politics, and every area of education, healthcare, and every area of 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 your uh, leadership, let's lead there first.
0: Um, and I. No, it don't make me. (laughs) That's my answer, but being a graduate from HBCU and seeing where my HBCU is now to where they are possibly going to be in the red for the next few years because of the huge uh, budget cuts that has happened at the state level because of this pandemic, it's like, okay, you did that, but our HBCUs are still struggling. Our HBCUs are still shutting down. We still are having trouble getting funded from the state that's supposed to give us funding because it's legally supposed to. So it's like, okay, cool. Like you said, it's, it was a great photo mm-hmm. op. It looked really good for you because now mm-hmm. you can say that. I helped HBCUs out. Yep. But let's be real. If you're not Howard Clark Atlanta or Spelman or Morehouse, you struggling every year to make meets and now you got to put that on your students. That's why you have HBCU's tuition, forty and $50,000 a year. you like, what's it? Oh. <laughs> like, Jesus. Or if it's not that high, you're not getting the adequate education that a PWI that's 15 minutes away from you have. So that's all cool and dandy. Thank you for giving us the money. I appreciate it. Never going to turn down the money. I don't care who it's from. But... That don't excuse that. It's just like he do. He do. He's supposed to. He a politician. As Most as people try to be like, oh, Trump's not a politician. That man been a millionaire all his life, and he's been a businessman all his life. And the only difference between a businessman and a politician is what they do and what they selling. But at the end of the day, you all selling something. So don't fall into that hole. oh, he's not a real, he's not like other politicians. He is. He done finessed his way to be a millionaire just like everybody else. So I don't want to hear that. I, I hate that argument or that, oh, he's just so real. He understands us. He's a millionaire. He don't understand nobody on this call. No, he I, ain't bro, experienced bro. nothing that we have. So don't do that.
1: <laughs> that's number one. No, that's, right. But William, you have, you have something to
2: add on? Yeah, I was when she was talking. That, um, Trump's, go ahead, go ahead. Trump's Trump's support for you know with his agreement with the HBCUs is just the beginning of HBCUs being whitewashed. Let's call it what it is. Um, I think for if we want to be as realistic, you know, on this call as we can, HBCUs are businesses. HBCUs are corporate, you know, corporations. If if we want to be if we want to be real, and Trump is a businessman, um, Trump is someone that focuses where HBCUs are. Let's let's think about central state for. For instance um the the land that we are sitting on is millions of dollars and trump's focus right now is winning ohio so when you think about hbcus and where they're placed at and where they're and and the land and the and the the business that comes from those that's something that trump's focus is on so i don't care about just a picture of you Um, You know, sitting with a few HBCU representatives that are their main focus is not even education. It's really just, you know, the the, how they how the buildings are put together and the the agreements that are focused in on on the food and and the stuff like that. It doesn't even even have an effect on the people that are teaching the courses or um, the funding that comes into people that struggle with applying for FAFSA. Um, students who only have one parent in the household, you know, it doesn't that it doesn't have any effect on on those students. It only affects the business side of what HBCU is. So, Trump, you're, you're you think you're smart, but you're, you're you're not. Trust me. Just along with the photo op that he does with a lot of black, um, you know, um, black Americans like Lil Wayne, or he just you know tried to capitalize and say that all oh, his meeting with Ice Cube was something that it really wasn't. It was just you know. A meeting of people trying to get something done, but he'll he'll take it and run with it as, oh yeah, he's siding with me because he knows the importance of trying to, you know, pull African American minorities into voting for him and siding with him. So when you when you mention that being something of an accomplishment, it's it's really just Trump being Trump and and it really tr- trying to, you know, like like Kalisha said, trying to for f- f- his way into the system of, of making it seem like it's something that's not.
1: That's most definitely true. Um, so let's now this is the last one on about Trump's America, quote unquote. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about his downs, right? So his downs is like the Muslim pan suing to end the Affordable Health Care Act, also known as Obamacare, trying trying and failing to build the wall, um of, of making the separation between the children's and parents at the borders worse than what it already was. Um trying to end um DACA. Um, trying to end transgenders in the military, calling military uh, vets losers, and he likes to keep up for somebody who's not a person of war, not condemning white supremacy, and needless to, like, say COVID-19, right? So we got all of these. Does these things make Joe Biden's chance better in the Trump America? Or, 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 or are we only going to focus mainly on what is the difference between him and him now we've now before you begin to talk about joe biden we're going to set for a portion why do i know like does this does these things does all the tragic things from 2017 January 10th, and now, this greater the chance of joe biden and if back can jump in well
2: I'll, I'll i'll you want to go mr Hudson? No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say um you know I don't think it improves the chances of Joe Biden winning in the election. I think um you know honestly we have to if you're going to support Joe Biden you would have to have the trust that what would he do differently in the situations that Trump has been faced with. And I think that you know if if we want to be honest, you know me being a democrat, um there is a lot of um mishaps in Joe Biden's history and a lot of you know things that he hasn't Clarified enough for voters to, you know, really have his best interest and have his, you know, his his full support. But I think that you know Donald Trump does make it easy for himself at times when he has as many mishaps as he does, and um, you know his hatred level. Um, you know, him not being able, him not even being able to rightfully speak against white, um, you know, Confederates is, is astonishing to me that we even allow that you know, in 2020. um, I think that that really is everything we need to know about just the climate of the nature and where we're at right now. So um, Joe Biden, he, I think he did his best in the debates, you know, um, trying to handle Trump's aggressiveness. But at the same time, I think he focused way too much into um, the the wordplay and the battle amongst Trump instead of letting voters know, hey, if, you know, if during the times that we've been faced with, I would have done things differently. So so I, I, I do agree with that. And, and, and and so
3: to get back to uh, your question, Alan, I don't think that it, I mean, it just adds fuel to the fire. So we already knew uh, within the, the few the last few couple of years that this man is not fit to be president right uh so if that was the case i could just go be a doctor we all could have skipped over college to go be a doctor somewhere and make a hundred plus thousand dollars a year so i mean so him being unqualified to lead uh proves to us uh even then that this dude so whoever runs in the the next election it doesn't matter um they are better than trump but i think with joe's his history of being a leader uh being in the senate a lot of people bring up the crime bill but they didn't even study the crime bill they don't even know what the crime bill consists of Mm. Uh, your history and i always got to use my biblical reference the bible says that people perish for lack of knowledge you don't know what you're talking about so you need to shut up and i'm gonna say it like that i'm gonna go hood on you i'm on i'm from jory rose i'm gonna go hood but to be honest to be honest let me get back to my civilized self um we have to study things. We have to do our research, right? So a lot of people think, oh, Joe Biden has uh, uh, dementia. He can't do it. Or he has, uh, what, what they call him Alzheimer's. The man he had, he, he suffered growing up um, from um, stuttering. So some and he still, he overcame that himself. He didn't go to the doctor. He didn't go to a physical therapist uh, or speech therapist to do that. He did that himself. That is a big accomplishment. I study, I, I stutter sometimes when I talk. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you're thinking too fast, or you're talking too fast, but you're thinking too slow. So sometimes people just need to shut up, stop judging people, because what if you were in their shoes? I'd be scared to be on TV talking to a million people. When I was on TV the other day, I was scared to talk to a thousand people. But, it, so, to get back to the, the, the question, okay. I added fuel to the fire. So now we actually see this man failed to, to denounce um, white supremacy. He said, stand back and stand by, which gave them the Okay, stop right now, but look for that answer. Look for for the I'm call. Done. And then on the debate, when they asked the, pres, the, the, can, the candidates, what do you have to say to your voters? He said, go to the polls and make sure everything is done properly. That was like an underhand uh, uh, type of comment to what he just said last week at the debate. Stand back and stand by. So now we're, we're doing voter suppression. So now we're suppressing, suppressing the vote. So now people are, are gonna be intimidated when they go vote. So I went to vote today. I'm, f- uh, I'm grateful that nothing like that happened, but we, that, that's not the case just here in Detroit. That may be somewhere else. It may happen in Rochester, it may happen in, in Dearborn. And so he, this, the, the Republicans has been trying continuously and, and with effort to stop people from voting. Because they know that our vote counts and our vote is important, and if they can stop us from voting, that that this won't happen. So that's that should be a better reason for us to get out and vote and to see that this man is not only not only is he talking out of the side of his neck, but he's trying to stop you from having to, to from operating in your duties and your, and your your gifts and in your freedom as a part of this nation. He said, we're making America great again. We got freedom. We got all this stuff, but they're not really talking about it. And when Kalisha was talking earlier, she made my black side come out again. I was going to say he wrote a, uh, he wrote a check. He, his mouth wrote a check that his behind couldn't cash. And so you can write a check and say, oh, here go the money. Here go $5,000. But when I go to the bank and cash the check, it's, it's bounced. So that's basically and what he did at HBCU, He wrote a check and the check bounced. And so pe- black people are smarter than that. We're not dumb. We're not puppets. Tim Scott, uh, uh, the other people, they, they can be uh, puppets, but we ain't dumb. We know the real deal. We smart. We know the book. And we know how to read, write, and we know how to do math. So uh, we, you need to come better with that. And those Trump supporters need to come better with that, too. But th- that's that's all I had to say. Um, I agree
0: with both. Yeah. Um... Ramir and Mr. Hudson. I would say um, um, to answer your question, it helped people that are sane and have a good thought process because I don't personally know anybody that watched that debate and said, yeah, Trump, that's the one for us. I I can't see what they think I could have been missing it. But <laughs> he showed to us multiple times and continue to show to us
1: mm-hmm.
0: one, he's not adequate enough to be in this position or qualified to be in this position. And then on top of that, he never says what he's going to do. He just say the same thing over in talks and circles. He's been telling us for four years he has a new health plan and it's coming out soon. I have yet to see it. <laughs> he's been to the Supreme Court to overthrow Obama's but. I have yet to see his plan that's supposed to be coming out soon that he said in both elections. So, I, in both debates. So, I don't know. Maybe it is out. Maybe we just ain't been privy to see it, but I would think he would want to tell us as soon as possible because it's so great, according to him. So, it's like stuff like that, that'd be like, you still gonna vote for him? Okay. At that point, <laughs> You just gotta let them go Because it's a lost cause And it's gonna be a waste of your breath That's true. And you know we don't need to do that In this day and age Because we got enough going on So for the same people Yes it has helped For his supporters They're gonna support him To the end of the day Because If y'all hate the same people They believe he believed The same thing as them and are in their shoes, even though majority of them are poor, lower Mm -hmm. class people, that he has done nothing for them since he's been in office. But hey, if that's what you like, who am I to judge? I can't. And I'm not arguing with you. You got it. Go off.
1: That's true. I I do believe that um, to the people who see past um, some of Trump's rhetoric. I do believe that that did increase the chances for Joe Biden. Um, but we're going to talk more about that a little bit later. So let's let's push a little bit. We're going to fast forward just a little bit, just a little bit to the 2020 presidential democratic race right now. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was a little, it was a, little a lot. So you had over 15 plus candidates who ran under the Democratic Party, and, and, and I'm going to say just a few of them, right? So, we had like Bernie Sanders, Amy Krubuchar, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, um, Cory Burger, um, Andrew Yang, Michael Bloomberg, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, so, and that's just the name of a few, and it was way more than that, right? Um, now, who was your guy? Who was you guys' pick from the beginning, like, like, like. Like who? Like who? Like when you say everybody, he was like, okay, okay, that's fine and dandy, but I want you. Like, who was your pick from the very beginning? And anybody can go. I so okay.
3: go ahead, Kalisha. Go
0: ahead. Um, I'm gonna be cliche, but Bernie, that was my guy. Um, <laughs> I thought we was gonna get it this time. We dropped the ball <laughs> last time. I thought we was gonna learn our lesson, but we didn't. It's okay. But um, it was definitely between Bernie and Elizabeth. Um, just because I like that what they wanted to do but that was realistic it wasn't like because he did change at first he was like free school then he was like okay I can't give y'all free college but we could probably do free community college and try to you know get y'all that school and (laughs) that together it's all (laughs) like you know I can mess with you you (laughs) learn so that was my guy that's who I wanted but you know, things happen, he is
3: a little old, so I understand. Well, I, you know, I had an opportunity to um attend a few of those debates, and especially here in Detroit, and I, I think it was in Cleveland, and then I went to Atlanta, so I had an opportunity to attend more than <laughs> one debate, and so um, and then I had an opportunity to meet all of the candidates and talk to a few of them and you know kind of get some insight behind the scenes, and so um. My person always been Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and so actually on the news, and they just posted again on Fox News here in Detroit, I had predicted this. I said if Kamala Harris let off Joe Biden just a little bit, he gonna win this Democratic debate, and then he's gonna pick her to be his right hand because back then he didn't have the skills to debate, and so he needs somebody to kind of help him in those debates. And so Kamala Harris being a attorney and being an attorney general and all those things, she has the ability to know how to debate and dig up information and and tell you know, and and all that stuff. So I had predicted this way before it actually happened. And so I, you know, Joe Biden, I love all the candidates, anybody on that stage was better than Trump to me, really. But you're looking at different people plans, uh, you know, what they're talking about, all of their plans was not feasible and affordable. And and Joe Biden's plan wasn't, we're gonna give everybody free college. His plan was we're gonna put more money into college, but not only to college, there are individuals who don't go to college. Let's look at different programs like GoTech, mm-hmm. which is uh, career technical centers where we, um, you know, people learn plumbing and electrician and all those things. Let's put money into those institutions. Let's put money. Oh yeah, let's um, put money into these programs that send people straight to the forest. So he, he his plan was more feasible uh, and more affordable for the America that we're looking for. And so that's why I supported him day one. Okay. Mr. Yeah. I-
2: yeah, I've always supported Joe Biden, you know, since day one. And that goes to my, you know, my trust level that I've had with the Obama administration. Well, um, we have to think about it. You know, Barack Obama had his his best, his most trust, I should say, in um, Joe Biden for the past, you know, eight years. And that's big for me. He worked, you know, hand in hand with him as a a teamwork that we've seen, you know, in the eight years that was just the the level of inspiration and the hope and the change that we've seen, it's it's one of those things that I, I hope that he tries to bring back. And you have to think about it. At the time that you know Joe Biden was um you know Obama's partner in crime at the time, he was able to, you know, get so many people that wasn't interested in politics interested in what was going on. And that was because he reaches out to, you know, the the true feelings of how it it feels to be a a minority in this country. As as and that's something that we don't really focus on. Joe Biden wasn't raised how Donald Trump was raised, and and was just given a million dollars and say, "Hey, the hell with it. Let's see what you can do." You know, Joe Biden was, you know, middle class, and that might not, you know, raise the eyebrows to many people that are, you know, below that situation or in that situation, because you know. Um, i'll say it and i'm sorry to whoever might be viewing but caucasian middle class is much different than the african-american middle class and that's something that we we, you know it's just the reality of this country but joe biden's you know upbringing in that you know it, it it says something for me and it shows that in the moments that when he's focusing you know on the change that he wants to bring in this country that's that's the person that i can lean on the most um i also think that joe biden um, you know, making the decision by bringing in Ms. Harris was one of the most outstanding decisions he could have made during his election, you know, um, campaign. You know, Ms. Harris is, she, she brings off that, the independent side of the Black America that our women put into us, you know, as when I talk to Mr. Hudson or, or Mr. Downer that, you know, being raised by, and, and Ms. Scott, you're perfect, you know, being on here. your Your opinion on, What's going on in this country matters so much, and we haven't been able to really understand that side in this country since the since day one. You know, what I'm saying we the 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 only side that we were able to really receive that from was from our first lady at the time, Michelle Obama. But at the time for for you know the chance that we can have a vice president that will you know push that side out there and really. You know, really talk about the the minorities as much as we as we possibly can. I think it's just an opportunity that we can't let slip through our fingers. And I think that um, you know, Joe Biden really proved to me from uh, day one that he he was someone that that we could trust on as minorities.
1: And and now, now I agree. And so me personally, right when I seen you know, because I don't know if you guys know this, but there there were a few people who decided to run against. Um Trump, but obviously they, they didn't pick up any traction because you know he's a, he was a sitting president. So I this this is what I seen. I said oh, a dream ticket, right? And this is no disrespect to Joe Biden or to Kamala Harris, but this is just what I just could see, right? I could see Cory Brooker and Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang as the as the VP. Mm-hmm. Um for the Democrats, and then for the Republicans, I seen Bill Weld and Joe Walsh. I thought that would have been perfect.
2: Can I, can I note something about uh, Andrew Yang? Mm-hmm, go ahead. I think that he had one of the uh, best ideologies about our economy when yeah. he suggested about the, I think it was the $1,000 mm-hmm. a, month, yeah. for, a for, month for for city and also for cities that dealt with a lot of crime rate. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you have to think about it, that is one thing, that is that is an amazing like understanding of why that that will really affect what's going on you know what i'm saying with people right. that people that are not able to work a nine to five people who are not able to you know receive a government job or a, any job at all who have to you know hustle for let's say a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying right. and and they and, and they go out here and they might commit a crime or they might put themselves in a situation where they, they didn't have to you know be in and i think that that was that was one one thing that i, I did want to see you know another candidate pick up on um, you know, I know if he worked with, I think if he also worked with Joe Biden, they would have been a, a great duo as well, because I think he would have, uh, you know, the the the, um, the tactical things that, that Andrew Yang thinks about that, make, that Joe Biden kind of like lacks. Sometimes I think it would have worked hand in hand. But when you mentioned Andrew Yang, I definitely just wanted to shout out my opinions on him. And, and let Go me ahead. know
3: some too while we were talking about all the, the different candidates. One thing I love about Joe Biden, that in spite of, them being opponents in this race, he still reached out and said, hey, I need you to be a part of my cabinet or, hey, I need mm-hmm. you to be a part of my campaign. Mm-hmm. And so just because uh, they did not win or Andrew Yang, it doesn't mean that he's not they're not in his ear or that yeah. they're not giving advice to him. So like, I Corey, think that was
2: an important moment on stage when he when he said that that was one of yeah. the most important moments for Joe Biden when he and when he said, I need all 14 of you. You know, yeah. to 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 be side and side with right. me during this time to defeat this one enemy, which is Donald right. Trump. So, and I see if that, that was, was me.
3: If that was me. It would Y'all just ate me up in these debates, man. I'm, I'm, not I'm, not like, like, I'm not Right. Hey,
2: I'm right. Like,
3: I don't like you. I don't like you. Don't <laughs> like y'all. Kamala, come with me.
2: <laughs> but it just I shows the importance the importance of getting of getting getting Trump out of there. It definitely. Yeah. It show,
3: but it also shows leadership too. Exactly. Yes, it
1: does. It does. But I, I do have one question. So during these debates, and I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but during these debates, um, after uh, this is before, um, you know, he got the nomination. Kamala said a few things towards Biden publicly, right? And 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 it was to the degree of pretty much making him pretty much the same as Trump. And you know, one thing she spoke about. Um, which I, I obviously disagree with, but she painted a picture. And the picture that she painted was that he was an enabler to racism, to white supremacy, just like Trump was. Mm. So do you guys think that when him choosing her as his running mate, or you got shocked? Like, you know, like where you got, I, I know me personally, I was shocked. Probably I was shocked because I was my mind, I said, Oh, Susan Rice, choose Susan Rice, but I know as as history has said that Secretary of State generally do not become president because of what they do. Um, but you know I think that in choosing her, a lot of people were shocked because we said, well. She called you a racist on national television. She said that you were okay with busting. She said that you created the 1994 crime bill that mass incarcerated African American men and African American women. She said it was you that that enabled a lot of these things. So my question to you guys is: Were you guys shocked when she chose him? Or, and if so, why? And if not, how come?
3: I wasn't, and I'm gonna say it like this because when you're when you're dealing with politics, and so now I'm actually studying politics in college. But when you're studying, when you study politics and you know people, you see how people move. So now it's no longer politics; it's politics. So if we were all other, if we we're all running, and and, and and I and I'm trying to be the the the, the at the end, I'm trying to be the, the winner or the nominee. Of course, I'm gonna say, Alan, you remember you did that to that girl up there in Central State. I was there. I remember that. You, you know, we remember that. We was there. And I'm you know, I'm going to try to dig up something. Um, it may not be true. You know, you may have said, yeah, I got this girlfriend, you know, man, she was the bomb. And then I take it and expand it and and, 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 and just add to it just to get you down. And so that's the game of polit- uh, politics. And so Joe Biden knew this is something I'm not gifted in. I can't dig up, I <laughs> can't do this, or I can't even debate. Mm-hmm. So let me choose somebody who has um, expertise in that. Because when I can't do it, he, she can, and that and, and this second debate with Donald Trump proved that because he came out stronger than what he did mm-hmm. that he did when he was at the debates with these fourteen people. I mean, he showed his he helped equipped him with that those skills that he needed. So I, I wasn't actually shocked. I was actually I knew what was going to happen. I was saying she needed to lay off of him because you know you you do know that sometimes people would lie and things like that because they want to get they want to get the win. I mean, we mm-hmm. all point in time. We may not do it intentionally, but we all do it at one point in time. And then if you tell me, um, yeah, Biden wrote the 1994 crime bill. Yeah, he wrote the 1994 crime bill. Yeah, let's say it. So let's dig it up. But then I guess, you know, some people got the, they, they got aware that this crime bill was not, that it wasn't what people perceived it to be and what people are claiming it to be. So, you know, I, like I said, I really did think, and I, I, I said it on TV, national TV, MS, NBC, and Fox too, that, he was going to pick her, and, and and truly what he did, I was screaming and hollering because I was like, yeah, I said it, I said it, I said it, because a lot of people thought it was going to be Susan Rice. A lot of people thought it was going to be um, Keisha Lance Bottoms. A lot of people thought it would have been Gretchen Whitmer here in Michigan. A lot of people, there was different things. A lot of people thought it was going to be Michelle Obama, and she don't even like <laughs> <So, laughs> mean, people- it. I said, what, Michelle? Now, come on, not Michelle. Michelle, no, Michelle ain't going to do that now. She's a lawyer, I politician, and her thing. She didn't even want Obama to be president, okay? So she definitely, she definitely ain't gonna do it. So I mean, it was just a matter of, and he said that whoever he picked was gonna be a woman because he believed in this era and time that it would be a woman in leadership. Now let me add this thought with Kamala Harris. So even if Joe Biden makes it, this is what I believe is going to happen because he's 78 years old. He's an older guy. Him and both Trump and he's older. But this is what I think. And I think if he do do it this way, that this will be a dynamic uh, uh, change in in our culture, in our community, in our country. If he become president and Kamala becomes the VP, he works for two years, resign. Kamala becomes the president. So not only are you, so we can't vote her in, but we're going to try another way to get her in. So now we're trying to get her in office a different way. So now she, so now she, get, she has the opportunity to prove to this country that she is, a, she has the ability to be a leader of the country, and so now she has that that leeway to be president. So now, when election time comes, she can actually be voted in as president. That's how I think uh, it will go. If you do follow that way, um, this country will be, a, will be different, and we will make history. And I think tomorrow we will make that history happen.
1: Yeah, I think that's why it was it was very imperative for me to have this the day before because you know I wanted to get people from you know battleground states, right? You know, Michigan and Ohio yeah. two two important battleground states. Like every election, these two um These two states are always like even sometimes with Florida, you know, sometimes we throw Florida in and out, but Michigan and Ohio stay in the battleground state conversation. And so I thought it was very imperative to get people who were not only from these states, but also youth, right? Because we're gonna be the next ones either running or the main ones gonna be in the voting and things like that. And so I want to just just pick at your brains a little bit. I kind of do want to talk about a little bit about the polls, right? Because we all seen the polls. And so I did a lot and a lot, a lot of research and um, a lot of addition and subtraction and everything, all types of math you can think of. So I did a lot. And on average, they said, and this is both left and right wing media polls. They said that Biden is leading on an average of nine percent national, right? National. So what this means is that and 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 the ab- and the average electoral numbers that they say he's gonna get is about, I think they said like around like two ninety plus more. Now, even though these polls have a bigger percent chance of winning than Hillary did, right? Right, uh, it's it, it a greater difference than what Hillary had. Should we still look at the polls and be like, nah, like y'all messed up with Hillary? Y'all probably gonna mess up now. Or should we say, like, you know, maybe it's right. Like, so, like, what do you guys feel about the polls during this time? Like, you guys think the polls are doing really good. You guys guys think the polls may be like last time. I I, want to start with um, Mr. Williams and see what he thinks on, you know, the polls right now.
2: No, don't trust it. (laughs) Don't trust the polls. Trust your vote. Um, Trust your partner's vote. Trust your brother's vote. Trust your mother's vote. You know, trust trust that before you trust any poll out here because – we we was already faced with that before where we like we talked about it, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, the 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 comfort the comfort level that we had with uh Hillary Clinton's numbers around, you know, this time. So let's not make that mistake again and, and think that we got this, you know, secure. This is something that will come down to two o'clock in the morning, you know. Um when and I think it's gonna come down to the wire. I think it's gonna come down to Ohio, honestly. Um that might be me being biased, but You know, um, Ohio is just one of those states where we're so we're so confused as as it is because of the how the minorities and majorities are split up in this in the state that the, you know, I I was, you know, being in Central State, you can walk down brush row and you'll see a, a literally a Trump sign Biden sign. Trump sign, Trump sign, Trump sign, Trump sign, Biden sign. You know, so it, it's still so much confusion, in, in even in the in the small communities, and and I think that's the best representation that that, that I can see better than than polls right now. Um, 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 uh, Miss Scott, what 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 are your thoughts
1: on you know the polls and like you know like are they are they the same as Hillary or? Or should we like not look at them or, or should we should look at them and see, you know, what, what what's going on?
0: Um, I would say because I work in this field, so I see different polls every day from Ohio and everything like that. Um, and my thought, no, don't trust it. Like all poses is, is a guesstimate, or <laughs> like maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I can say that has been true is It has been more people voting early, um, and since probably we started voting early, like this is the biggest amount of young people, old people, whoever it is that did get out early to vote. Um, So it can kind of be a little bit more believable because they do have more data now than what they have in the past years. Um, But you still have to be on the fence. Like Ramirez said, it's gonna come down to that final hour um in ohio um for the most part every precinct going to come down to one vote that's how it's looking in our state so it's important it's as much as they saying she up by 9% it's still close like <laughs> cuz ain't no telling who going to get out tomorrow and the one thing about ohio being from here it's a good and a bad thing but this is one state that is never the same color back to back like one thing i can't give the props to ohioans is we do base a lot of things off of the best thing for our state and our country so that's why you have people that was voting for obama in 2008 and then turn around and vote for trump and now it's like everybody want to vote for biden in the state of ohio so it switched so much um but they do make sure that they are um, making the best decision based off of what's going to help them. And a lot of people know how you are working class, middle-class people. So helping the 1%, not helping us for the most part. (laughs) So that kind of stuff do kind of be like promising, but I don't know. Cause you still got some people that's insane and want to keep voting for him. So I say, Wait to tomorrow. I don't trust no polls. Um, but it is a little bit of hope with the amount of people that have turned out the vote, especially young people um, and just people for being a first time voting. I know people that's like 30 and it's their first time voting ever. So it's like it's definitely a big right. year, a big turnout, but you still gotta be side-eyeing these polls because you just never know
1: that's true um i think uh
3: okay so um we're going i didn't answer i didn't oh i'm i'm so sorry you are completely, right. You're completely so, right i i just want to say you know I, I i do agree with what's been said we can't trust it um uh, you know especially with this the primary election that we had in each city uh, i don't know about ohio specifically cuz i work here in detroit michigan but the way the polls looked then so we had a we, we had the um State representatives, for instance, they were, you know, somebody was 60 percent up the night. I went to sleep the next morning. It was down 12 percent. So the, 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 the opponent actually ended up winning uh, that election. And so it, it it varies. It depends on. And, and that's just on a state level. I mean, on a city level. So we're talking about on a national level. Uh, what I can say is that our voting turnout has been better. Uh, over 100 million people have voted early, which is a good sign. But who they voted for is what's important. And so we can't judge based off polls. What I can say is go vote. They're telling you that that we're up nine percent because they can't tell you not to go vote. But if they encourage you that we're up by nine percent, it's mm-hmm. going to encourage you. Oh, we don't have to go vote. And so then that gives them the upper hand. So let me say this. I'm from Detroit. So in Detroit, it's like it, it's it's a urban city. So we have more Biden signs in Detroit than we have anything else. But when I went up to Muskegon last weekend for a football game, all you saw was Trump signs up there. Right. And, and so, you know, and, 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 and there was a Trump rally up there and there was 15000 people from Michigan that was in that rally. And then we had people from Ohio. We had people from Indiana. They had people from Minnesota. So they had all types of people there. Um, and those people are they, I mean, they're adamant. They're crazy. There was acting crazy on the road. They was doing all types of craziness. So what I can say is don't be intimidated, whether it's by the polls. Don't be intimidated whether it's by people. Don't just don't be intimidated. Go vote tomorrow. You have all day to vote. It, it takes 10 minutes. Just go vote. and Ensure that you make sure that your voice is heard and that your vote counts, because at the end of the day, those polls doesn't matter. Like she said, like Kalisha said, it's a guesstimate. They're just guessing. This is what we think gonna happen. But at the end of the day, your vote determines the outcome of this election. And that's what's most important.
1: That sounds that definitely true. So we're kind of want to talk about it kind of exactly probably what's, you know, because we talked about who. Right. Now let's talk about a little bit about what is on the balance. Right. Um. So we're going to I, I want to talk. I want to hit on three things. There are three important things that really. Show America, right? You know, three things that really um, is really on the ballot. So one is gender equality, right? And I kind of throw that also the LGBT community um a little bit. Um the economy, obviously, and then last but certainly not least, racial tension racial issues. Um, so when it comes to gender equality and or the LGBT equality. I guess the question is, who should America trust, Biden or Trump? Now, one thing is going to be a little bit imperative is that it is different to judge Biden based on what he's going to do because in his prior, he's only been either senator or vice president, right? And when he was senator, he was never president pro tempore. He was never senator majority leader or senator minority leader. So... When I, and, I, and I always have those discussions with people because they try to say exactly what Biden is going to do, but it's hard because he's never been actual president. He's been vice president, which vice president's only one duty is is to preside over the Senate. And in our in our history, we've never he the vice president really doesn't do that. Only you know at the, the beginning of the sessions. So when it comes to Biden and Trump, who can we really say who's going to do a good job? Like when it comes to gender equality. Rushing Justice Amy Coney Barrett, I don't believe was a good idea. You know, the Senate Majority practically pushed her through. I mean, pushed her through like it was no tomorrow. Do you guys believe that reproductive rights and and LGBT rights and all social and all types of gender equality and LGBT equality rights hang in a balance? Um, because we're talking about gender equality. I've, gonna throw it to miss Scott first and then we're gonna go to Mr Hudson but do you but do you believe that this it's like oh like the, the issue that we're running to is will she and the rest of the other five six other conservative judges do you think that these equality issues are in the balance um yes only because
0: I when they when he nominated her I had to do my research on, like, her prior, you know, how she um, was as a judge, what she kind of, like, did as a lawyer, and just kind of, like, her history. Um, and she proven, wrote, written papers about a lot of different things about being against Roe versus Wade uh, feeling like that should have never came to the Supreme Court, as well as she believed Board of uh, Brown versus Board of Education should have never been sent to the Supreme Court. Um, that it wasn't a problem; it should have stayed local on the state level. And it's like things like that that bothers me, um, because it really shows how a person is so naive and so like r- removed from what's going on in society to really believe that. When when Brown versus Board of Education was presented to the Supreme Court that you really believe that state was going to give them a fighting chance for that to be passed. That's a joke within itself to even say. Um, So it is scary. Um, And people always talked about Ray versus Wade, trying to get it overturned so that states have more rights. But it's like it shouldn't be your right what I do with my body or any other woman does with her body. That has nothing to do with you. Like, why do you care? I've always asked that question to people. that be like, I'm against abortion, and people shouldn't do that. Why do you care if they go to hell, if that's what you believe? Like, how is that affecting your life in any type of way? If you don't believe in abortion, don't get one. If you don't believe in gay rights, don't be gay and get married. Like, it's simple things that you can do that it won't affect you ever. And people just focus on the wrong things. Supreme Court shouldn't even have to hear Roe versus Wade because that should have never been allowed that a woman couldn't get an abortion. That's asinine to me. Like, why do y'all even care? So it's stuff like that, that they shouldn't be focused on. We got other things that need to get to the Supreme Court that need to get passed, like that we need to be worrying about. We worried about the wrong thing. Cause I could have swore church versus state was separate, but I may be in the wrong country. I don't know. So it is scary with the Amy, What's the young lady last name? Uh Tony <laughs> Barry. Yes. It it's like scary as a woman, a young woman, because you really have to like watch your back. And then if this is passed, it's no telling what these states are gonna run and do with that. Um and then to answer your original question with the whole Joe Biden or Trump, who to trust. Um, for one, I know not to trust Trump. I don't what he will do for women and gay rights and how he don't care about neither one of those. Um and the things he say to um, put down women, to degrade women, um, constantly, he has proven time and time again he won't do anything. Joe, on the other hand, like you said, I don't know personally, but I do feel like with him having a woman as his vice president. I can't see a black woman allowing mm-hmm. something like that happening. And I don't seen Camilla go. And baby sis is a black woman. <laughs> so as much as people try to it's say she's nice, but I don't seen her in action. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can mess with you. <laughs> but
1: you were so it out.
0: gives me a little bit more hope with Joe and Camilla. Yeah compared to trump and um pence i don't know
1: about those
2: two
1: hudson what do you feel and and, you know and i i I do want to say that i do want to be respectful to women who may feel that men have no say so on on this matter um so um if it's okay with miss scott i i I do want to ask mr hudson like what what do he feel on this issue Is, is that okay with you Okay, so mis, mis, Mr. Hudson, what what do you feel on like on this gender equality? Like, do you think that reproductive rights, gender equality, LGBT equality, more social issues? Do you think that, that these hang in the balance ever since Justice Barrett took her oath a couple of, uh, days ago?
3: So I agree, actually, as a male, I agree with Kalisha, um, and, and so the, but I have to respond to something. Uh, I think uh, that she said about Brown versus education. So that, that again, that should never, I agree, or I believe that that should never reach the national level because at, the, at this point in time, if we're the land of the free, the home of the brave, if we are claiming that we're this, if we're cl- claiming that all men are created equal, then we should never been discriminated against any at any time. But again, we have to remember that this country was built off racism and that's how it is run. So if it's built, if something is built off something, you have to tear it down in order to build it up again to change how things are gonna operate. So if my house is built on a wrong foundation, I can't just pick the house up and take off the foundation. I have to tear the whole house down and change the whole entire foundation and build up a strong foundation in order for my house to stand. So I, I, you know, I think that this should never, some, some issues should never reach the Supreme Court about black people getting a quality education that should never reach the national court. That should have been a right since day one, but to, to get back to the, the the question that I was asked, but I just had to answer that. The question that I was asked was talking about social issues, uh, which is about the LGBTQ uh, community as well as um, this abortion thing, right? So every every time I get in a conversation with Trump supporters, that's the the, the thing they pull up. You know, I'm pro life. You know, we all of this. We have to support um, uh, uh, the the, the uh, being against killing babies. George Floyd wasn't a baby. Uh, Breonna Taylor wasn't a baby. You you didn't support her. This man, uh, who's the attorney general, Daniel Cameron, refused to to um, to to uh, give uh, charges to these cops who killed her. Right, the, the bullets in the wall was more important than this woman's life, and she was in the and she was in the bed. And so when we're talking about issues we have to be 100% around 100% supportive of around. So you're pro life but yet you're not pro life when it comes to black lives mattering or you're not you're not pro life when it comes to police brutality. So uh, you know I certainly uh, I do uh, support women having to choose whether they want to abort their child or not because you don't know. Some people uh, abortion issues are a matter of life and death. So I, one of our senators here uh, Gary Peters Share his uh, story, where his wife, his uh, wife who's now deceased, his first wife had an issue where if she wouldn't have uh, had an abortion, she would have died, and maybe that baby would have died too. So now, if she would have died and the baby died, now would you still would have been pro life, or would you wanted to save her life for the baby, uh, or, yeah. or say you know y'all know what I'm saying? So I for right. I, I abortion, I don't think the government should have say so on what a woman could do. We don't bear a child for nine months. We don't know the pain that it is. And so, uh, and let me, I I have to, I can't even find it right now. I was looking for it as she was talking. um, But let me, but I'm gonna keep talking while I'm looking for it. Uh, But I don't think, oh, here it is. So I, I had made a post the other day and it was about women saying, "Can I have both birth control?" The Congress said, "No, I couldn't give birth control." Until I got pregnant. Can I have abortion? No, you prevented me from having an abortion, so I'm carrying the fetus. But my employer won't provide reasonable accommodations, and they are threatening to fire me. Would you please pass the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act? No. So any anything that the Republicans are trying to do, they do not have a solution to anything. Mm-hmm. They just want to control. That's their job. That's what their that's what their goal is. That's what their motives is are to control. Now, to the LGBTQ community, this country is the land of the free. People should have the right to choose. Now, let them deal with the consequences when they do. If, if they go to hell, let them deal with it. But this is the land of the free. So I don't think, and that's what I, uh, these Republicans, and I, and it gets on my nerves. They're using religion to cover up okay. their hatred, their racism, and all this stuff. But then they're using it to say, you can't do this. You can't do this. But mm-hmm. you're hypocritical. This is what you're doing. God was not a uh, he he was about uh justice. That's what he was about. If you mm-hmm. want to be technical, he was about justice, he was about equality. It wasn't about him coming to save us to take us to heaven. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It was about him saving the people from the 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 the, the, the captives, setting the captives free from the Egyptians, all that. So if you want to talk Bible talk or if you want to talk religion. Let's talk about it for real Let's talk about the right. real deal of what religion was about. So I, I do support the LGBTQ community They should have a right to decide whether they want to be gay now Somebody brought up to my attention. They was like Joe Biden said that by the age of 10 Kids should be able to decide whether they're gay if that's their choice. Let them so be it People your kids run it over you anyway, especially in the black community They telling you what to do. They tell you what they ain't ain't gonna do so mm-hmm. if they don't tell you what they ain't going to do, let them do, let them choose and let them have the consequences later. That's all I got to say.
1: No, that's most definitely true. I remember I was speaking to somebody and um, a, a lot of people who know me know that know some of my beliefs and they know what I view on the reproductive rights and things like that. But I, I simply say this, um, at the end of the day, I'm not the one having it. So I don't care. Right? So I'm, I'm personally, I'm against it. But if if Tiffany down the street, she's pregnant and she cannot afford her child, you know, for having a kid and she got a lot of it. I, I can understand it. Right. You know, there, there, there's there's this thing that I heard. It says I may not be able to understand what you're going through, but I support it. Right. And I think that I think that is that that has to be the mindset that people have to have. And also when people use the idea that we are a Christian based country, I say, well, hmm, Christian based country, the UK, yes. Right, right, for, for, you know, other countries are some religious based, right? You know, the, the UAE, America is not, America is a secular country. Our founding fathers may have been Christians, but a lot of them are diocese, which means that they believe the separation between public affairs and religion, right? And they say, well- and they go together. And they, and they say, oh, well, you know, we have um the, uh, what they call it? The uh, Pledge of Allegiance. So I said, well, first of all, the Pledge of Allegiance came many years after America was founded, right? It came many years after that. And the part about uh, the nation under God that was started in the 19, uh, 1920s, 1930s. And even then when they when, when they decided to add it to it, people was like maybe we shouldn't do it. And the only reason they did during that time was because that was a very hectic time in America. And during hectic times a lot of times religion is what brings America together during those hectic times. And during that time religion was one of them. So people felt that, that would be a good thing to add. But I don't think I don't I don't think it's necessary now right? And I, I'm a proud Christian. I'm a proud uh, follower of Christ, but I do believe in the separation of, of church and state. But we're going to switch gears just a little bit, just a little bit. We're going to talk about racial issues. Now, with these racial issues, um, Trump and Black Republicans and Black conservatives who are part of Black Voices for Trump, which, let me, let me say this, people who are part of Black Voices for Trump, to me, that just proves he's ha- he has to be a racist for you to have to create an organization to say that he very is it's just a contradictory sentence. Um, just like the Confederacy, which uh, but that's I, we have a conversation about that another day. Um, so you have these people who, who continue to say that under the Trump administration that the black unemployment rate was at like its lowest and that it was all because of him, which um studies show and um uh, economists, even conservative, even black conservative. Um, economist um, Tom Soyl even stated that the black unemployment rate was going to already be at its lowest, regardless of who was going to become the next 45th president, because of the great job that um, that Obama and the Obama administration has done. Remind you, the Obama and Biden administration um, let us let the corral, right? Let you know, let everybody out of the Great Recession of the 2008, which was given to us um, and. I, by the Secretary of Treasury at the time, under the Bush administration, during uh, because of the housing bubble, right. So now, what I will say is, prior to COVID, Trump did maintain the economy. He did pretty good at maintaining it, right? Under him, we have seen the um the stock market do its best. Like we did see some things, like he did maintain it. But I think during the COVID, right when things, you know, not, not trying not using profane language, but when boo boo hit the fan, we really seen what the real deal was, really seeing like, oh, you can maintain, but you cannot improve. And see, there's a difference between maintaining and improving. So when it comes to racial issues, do you think, or do you agree with um, some of the black conservatives like Candace Owens, who happens not to vote, I actually found that out, she doesn't vote at all. I'm not even registered. Um, Kim Clay, um, Tim Scott, um, you know, all the other ones, do you agree, oh, even John James, do you agree that People of color, um, predominantly specifically Black Americans, were are doing better under Trump, or do you think they're going to do better regardless if Clinton or anyone became president? I, so, and I, I, yeah, go ahead, ahead Mister.
3: So when when you were uh, actually uh, talking and you was talking about let me let me get I want to backtrack just a little bit before I actually answer the question. So you said <laughs> that Trump did good before COVID handling the economy. Mm-hmm. He w- didn't do good. So the thing was, everything this man had was given to him. So the Obama administration handed him a booming economy. Mm -hmm. So he didn't. It wasn't no maintaining a good. The economy was there, and so when he refused to uh, to camp to to close down the country because he wanted the economy to shoot up, I can't close down the the country because I want the economy. So when he refused to do these things, the economy went down. So anytime this man get on hard times. And like you said, that's when the boo boo hit the fan. In fact, that's the reason why that fly been showing up at all the, the Republican uh, events because doodoo been hitting the fan and it smelled like doodoo. But anyway, let me get back to what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so you know, this dude has been handed everything to him. You know, when he was a, a teenager, daddy gave him a couple million dollars, you know, and so he blew that, you know, Trump University, he blew that Trump airport. He blew that Trump hotels. He blew that Trump, anything with Trump on it, he blew. But that building that's in Chicago, come on now. So, so, so he, he the thing is he did not uh, do good with the economy. He just maintained it. That's what the thing was. He tried to continue, keep it going. And he knew he did not have a plan for the pandemic. And so even on that call that he had with that guy before the pandemic that he knew all of this stuff about it, he did not mention anything about the economy. He didn't know nothing about economics. The dude don't even know economics. He should take an economics class right now. But to get back to your question about the racial equality, and do I think that blacks are doing good under him or those blacks that support him, you know, if you see all the blacks on TV, all the ones that's before Trump, don't have you noticed all of them look crazy? Something about all of them just look different than a regular black person. I mean, come on, they, they are, are these are these are crazy people. John James sitting here in Michigan talking about, you know, I don't support Trump when a couple of years ago you said I support him 2,000 percent. You know, talking about your kids doesn't have health care, but you own a plant. We're talking about people that's poor, right? we talking about people that have real issues. Your, your kids don't have health care, pull the money out your pocket and pay for it. Let's talk about real issues that are going on in our country. See, these people are playing politics. That's what I'm talking about. The Republicans are playing politics when we should be talking politics, when we should be talking about health care, when we should be talking about education, when we we should be talking about people's rights, civil rights, when we should be talking about racial equity. so I don't think, you know, those black people that are supporting him, they're doing good already. They got money. They're not, you know, they they were from the middle class and upper class. You know, I had somebody tell me yesterday, I don't have a problem with Trump. He ain't messing with my money. Well, because you got money. We talking about people who don't have money. We talking about the least of these people. And so, you know, I, I don't like getting into that because, you know, I have a teacher who's a black for Trump. And he got the sign. He got the T-shirt. He just got he got the Make America Great Again hat. I had to go buy me a hat that said made you look Black Lives Matter just to prove to him that he thought. Matter of fact, let me pull let me pull it out. I got it right here. I had to I had to go buy. Let me see. Made you look Black Lives Matter. But
1: I seen that and I I thought about buying them. I see that. (laughs) I got you one. I
3: got one here. Give me your address after the call and I'll mail it to you. Um, so I don't think that, you know, that, you know, they're already doing well, like I said, so they're not experiencing issues, but we're talking about those who are a part of the low class. Cause as we know the saying, and especially the black community, the richer is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer. And that's all that, that's, that's what Trump goal is. He's, he, and, and like, like for instance, the tax his taxes, he's saying, Oh, my, uh, auditors are looking at it and it's going to come out as soon as possible. Well, as soon as possible, how long as soon as possible, then you got prepaid taxes who got prepaid taxes come on that doesn't make sense you're talking you thinking you're talking to some a group of dummies now those people that's blacks for Trump are a group of dummies they'll believe you if you say the sky was purple so come on, let's talk truth, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk civil and let's talk right. That's what we need to talk about. And that's what we need in leadership. And so with these racial issues, we need somebody to know that black lives matter. We're not just talking about a movement, but we're talking about what's actually happening. We're talking about them actually mattering. He said something about, well, the leaders of Black Lives Matter are gay. So what? So now you're discriminating. That's what you're doing. Yet we have a constitution that said we can't do that. So now we're going against what our forefathers said, but you're praising our forefathers for making America great. And so, you know, all this stuff is just uh hypocritical, all of this stuff is is, is stupid, and, and 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 people that believe him and actually follow him are just the dumb of the, the dumbest of them all. Kalisha, some question: do you,
1: know, do you think that blacks? are doing better under trump so based on what him and some of his um you know because everybody right am a blunt person is lacking you know do you believe that that is, is really just this you know spontaneous good or do you think it would have been good regardless of, of who would have been the next president
0: um first to answer your question no um i live in a predominantly black neighborhood, urban neighborhood, and I see every day um, people not having a job, looking for a job, being unemployed, struggling, can't get assistance, can't get insurance, and it's like, when you look at the masses of African American people in the United States, our lives haven't got better, (laughs) and it's like, When he said it the first time in debate, I'm like, who? (laughs) Then he actually said Ohio. He said, my Ohio people had their best time. They've been having a great year. Have we? Oh, I said maybe I wasn't in the right place or in the right city. I don't know. But I know personally for me, for the people I've been around, I went to school with, family, whoever the case may be, People are still living paycheck to paycheck. People are still struggling to make in-meets with these uh, low-wage jobs. Or even if they are making above minimum wage, you're just making enough to pay your rent. And you don't know where you're getting your next meal from. So it's like Trump just say anything to make himself look good and to feel better. He loved using the black people. He loved saying black uh, unemployment was at its lowest. But it was very low when Obama got out of office. So it's like, okay, thanks. He loved saying, um, I did more for black people than any other president besides Abraham Lincoln. Okay. But (laughs) we still have our criminal justice system that is probably the worst in the world. Forget the the world. It's the worst criminal justice we have. It's still millions of African American men and women that's in prison today. Most of them for nonviolent crimes. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like it's no reason somebody is getting more time in prison for selling drugs than a rapist is. That would never make sense to me. But I've seen it happen multiple times in people that I know. So to me, that's not better. My family, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, life is not better right now. So if that's what he believes is better for us,
3: well, I'm scared. (laughs) And could I add on onto that just real quick. So here in Michigan, you know, our governor, uh, Gretchen women has done an outstanding job with the COVID-19 uh, piece. And I don't know if we get into that, but this has something to do with racial issues as well. So as we know in Detroit, um, it's mainly Black people, right? And, and, and so we have been, and, and COVID-19 has impacted our lives just detrimentally. So everybody is, is, is you know, all African-Americans are the ones who are dying from it. we the ones that are, you know, we have those uh, pre-existing conditions that will cause COVID to, you know, hit our lives much faster and easier. This mm. dude came to Michigan, to came to our state, and said, yeah. "Lock the governor up because she shut down the state to protect those who have been attacked by COVID-19." So not only are you telling us that you don't care about Black people, but you don't care about protecting our lives. And so right. now you're you're saying, really, kill them. You don't care about them. You know, open up the schools, open up the churches, open up the economy. And then let me say this. When we went when we presented on the table about um, minimum wage being lifted, who who can live off today $9.65 an hour? That's here in Michigan. I don't know where it is, but $9.65 an hour. Who lives off that? Then when we said lifted up to $15, well, small businesses won't won't live or won't be able to, to operate with that. How in the hell—and excuse my language—I—it's I, I, just stupid. How in the hell can you say that we can't—that we're damaging small businesses when, at the beginning of the pandemic, you refused to give small businesses money, but you gave money to Amazon. You refused to give small business money, but Walmart got money. So how—and and they didn't need money. Walmart was still getting money because we were ordering stuff offline. Amazon was still getting money because we ordered. St- so these are billion dollar businesses that you gave money to. And then when you got caught, you said, oh, I need the money back. But you never gave money to small businesses. Right. And so then people come up. Well, he got these small businesses long for black people. What black people have you heard got them? Tim, Tim Scott, Daniel Cameron, who, all, who else got them? John James for his plane up north in Michigan. So what we're talking about, what about Pookie's Barbershop over here on, on Joy Row in Linwood? Let's talk about issues that really matter. What about uh, your business down there at, at Central State University? What about small business that teens are having about, you know, now everybody buying that weave and the, the eyelashes? What about supporting those businesses that really matter? Right. Okay. So we, we, we're not putting money where, the, where our mouth is. We want to we, we put money because Walmart is supporting me because Amazon is supporting me. And then not only that, when that dude said stand back, stand by all of those people that was white supremacists, the Proud Boys and all that stuff, they're supporting him. And then when I looked up Proud Boys, hashtag Proud Boys, all his gay people showed up. So now you're, you're, you're refusing to support those that support you. But he couldn't denounce them because if he denounced them, he wouldn't have nobody to vote for him. And so when we talk about racial issues, we have to be around the table 100 percent on everything. Right. So when you're talking about like he he said openly, there's nothing racist about this country. You know, there's nothing going on. There's no racial injustice. There's no police brutality in in the United States. You know, he you know, he needs to understand. I don't know where he comes from. But wherever he come from, it, it, it must not be no black people there because he acts—he acts like as if black people don't exist, and those that do exist are those that are supporting him, that are coons for him. You got this man Ben Carson over at Housing Urban Development, who's a doctor. Everybody in his cabinet are unqualified. So when—that's why I say when I run, <laughs> I'm just going to have everybody everywhere. You can be a doctor, you're going to be over my—you're going to be over education. You could be—you could be a teacher, I'm going to have you on the medical field. I mean, it's just stupid. That was the first mistake. That's how I knew that he. We did not care about black people because in, in urban cities we have issues and this man is over housing mm-hmm. urban development who said that, you know, poverty is a state of mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about you lose all your money? And let's say if, and you tell me you still rich if you, if you've been in bankrupt. So yeah, we, all the things that they're saying and that they're doing display that they don't care nothing about racial issues. They don't care about racial equality. They don't care about racial justice. They don't even believe that we have racial issues in our country. At, at this current time Though, that's what's definitely true you know
1: in, in America we are seeing um some racial tensions um that sparked ever since January 20th of 2017 right every since bump that November right 2016 right when he became the um the elected president and, and we begin to see some, Things transpire on, on 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 both sides of the aisles, of both both white supremacists and both people who believe in equality and, interge- and integration and, and things like that. Um, but I kind of want to switch gears, uh, and, and and this is this is just our last question, um, and this is just actually more a personal question. While America is going through this um, through a a, a tizzy of which which means a lot um of issues um racial gender sexual economy um second amendment um, all these other types of things if you can name one issue that is that is like your golden ticket when it comes to issues like like the main issue that you and i and, will and even answer when you, when you guys, uh, say your answer but what is one issue that means a lot to you during this election uh, I, I want to. We want to go to Miss. Uh, actually, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna start with Scott, and then we can go to uh, Miss Hudson. Um. Uh.
0: My biggest one is criminal justice reform. Um. I'm like a huge advocate. Just what having family members that have been in prison, um, and just knowing friends like growing up in the neighborhood that I do, knowing a lot of people that has been in, in prison. Um, and it becomes a revolving door because it become it's a business now, you know, it's about making a profit. So everybody has something to gain with putting more people in prison. Um, so definitely when both sides had questions asked about, uh, prison reform or what they have done, um, that definitely helped to kind of figure some things out too. Um, Trump again is geeking that in three and a half years, he released 30 people, but, Obama released, I don't even know the number. Um, in his time it, was
1: was, 3, 000, it was like 3,100. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. <dude. laughs>
0: this, so it's like stuff like that that it shows that he do this just so people, so he has something to say and it's not something that he care about. Um, and I would hope that after what Kamala has experience with being a prosecutor as well as attorney general um, and dealing with criminal justice across the board with all types of things because she uh defended um she prosecuted all like from rapists to um schooling and, and all types of stuff the girl prosecuted so many different things so i want to see i'm hoping to see if those two are voted in tomorrow when they get into office what they will want to see changed within the united states and how the criminal justice system runs especially having that um close, um, person that has worked within the system and know exactly how it's, uh, done and how it goes every day. And not somebody that sits on the outside looking in. I think that's have been the problem in the past. You got all these people that never experienced criminal justice system or anything like that. And they trying to tell you how it should be, but this somebody that ran it, it was on top of it. And, Um, did her best in those positions. I know a lot of people have a lot to say about her when she was a prosecutor, but she did her job. Um, It's hard to say, but that was her job and she did it very well. So um, I will hope to see what her ideas is and see what Joe Biden tries to get to approve so we can see some type of changes in the world around criminal justice.
3: I, I certainly agree with um, with uh, Miss Scott. However, there there are so many issues that that, that you, you it, there's so many issues that we see. Um, like she said, you you can't blame the woman for doing her job, right? You can't blame the ice cream man for coming down the street and giving out ice cream. Oh, he giving out ice cream. That's his job. What you want him to do? Stay and park on on one side of the street. I mean, so you if, if that's your duty, let them do their job. Now, let's talk about you doing your job. Are you skipping your job? What you doing on your job? Or you must be doing somebody else's work. I mean, but I mean, there's so many issues. COVID-19, I've been wanting to travel. I've been wanting to see family. You know, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to be in college. A lot of, you know, seniors missed out on graduations, missed out on prom. You know, people missed out on weddings. You know, people... They couldn't say goodbye to family members that died, you know. So this is a serious issue. Some people have been impacted by COVID, you know. My just last week, you know, um, one of the deans uh, came down with COVID and, and the whole family quarantined and had to take tests because we were frightened that we had it. And so I just want to be able to live free. That's that's what I want to do. I want to be able to be able to walk up and down the street, go to my auntie's house, go to my cousin's house, say, "Hey, let's go on a road trip to Georgia." I just want to be able to do the things that we used to do. Now, you know, education is another issue. I've always been an av- advocate for education. Detroit, how in De- in Detroit, we're getting twelve thousand dollars. I don't even know the, the amount, but it's that much twelve, close twelve thousand dollars less than a, a surrounding city. Um, you know, and so uh, these things matter. And this this is what's on the ballot tomorrow. We have education. We got uh, COVID nineteen, the pandemic response. Like she said, we have the criminal justice piece. You know this woman knows criminal justice. This is her life. She went to school for it. So, it, what's best? You can't put a baker over over a garden. The baker don't know how to how to plant seeds. Let him bake. And so, so put people in the proper place that they know they, they have expertise in. And so, I you know just you know education, healthcare is important. You know my parents are both deceased, but I'm I always been an advocate for other people. Like us, we should be on our parents' health care until we're 26 because we're in college, right? Some people have uh, pre existing conditions, they should be protected. People should be not have to worry about going to the doctor. And then there's, 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 there's these Republicans that say, Well, Obamacare, um, I still have to pay copay. It doesn't matter. You got health care, right? Everybody can't give you every single thing. And then you keep bringing up Obamacare. It's really not Obamacare. It's called the Affordable Care Act. Obama was just the one that implemented it. So now you're hating on the mask. Leave Obama alone. Let that man live in peace for God's sake. And mm-hmm. So we have, we have health care. We have education. We have these, uh, these gender rights. Equality. Women should make the same amount of money as men. If they're doing the same job, they should make the same amount of money as men. They put on pants just like men put on pants, right? So, I mean, women do just as much work as men do. So gender equality is on the table. There's so many things that's, that's on the table. Racial
1: yeah.
3: equity is on the table, right? I should be able to, to walk down the street and feel just as comfortable as Donald Trump's son as he walks down the street. I should be respected just as he is. And I shouldn't be denied because I'm black. Uh, for a job or i should have to be looked at twice because i'm black or because i'm from an urban city or because i went to some uh, high school in the city of detroit so all those things matter and we we need to look at look into those things as we enter into the polls tomorrow as we out there uh, volunteering as we're voting we need to look at those things and we need to really take into consideration what's actually on the ballot and who is actually on the ballot
1: yeah that's most definitely true um i'm gonna and after this we're gonna wrap it up but um for me my two biggest things is um, healthcare. I'm probably one of the only um, conservatives that people will meet that believes in universal healthcare. Um, that's why. But a lot of people who who was big on politics they consider me kind of like the Conservative Party in the UK, who who are liberal conservatives who believe in like universal healthcare, universal um, basic income, and things like that. Um. So yes, I, I, I believe everyone should have the right to healthcare. No one should have to focus on if they're gonna be able to um you know get get a common cold and be okay the next day. Now I, I don't feel like that, that should be an issue that people should have to worry about, right? That's one. And then my other one that um that's that that I uh is the economy, right? And so that that's closing racial and gender pay gaps, right? That's obviously bringing the economy back to how it was. That's why I like Biden's um uh slogan um he says build back better right and like that's what we have to do we have to build it back better so i would like to say thank you to everyone who is watching thank you to my guest um, ramir has some uh technical difficulties so he wasn't able to stay um the entire time but even thank you to him thank you to miss scott thank you to uh, Mr. hudson for joining us um you can follow me on all social media platforms um but i am strictly most most of the time is on facebook and twitter um you can follow me on twitter right there uh-huh it's right on, on the bottom going across the screen um uh yeah you see it right there and then this is the instagram one right now i'm new to instagram i don't still not really it like that uh because it's just a lot for me i don't really like it like that but i'm trying to get into it and you can follow me on facebook and um, you can also follow This right here, that that, right you go right there, right on the bottom of your screen once more. Um, so again, I want to say thank you to my guests. Um, you will see them again. Um, we had a great discussion today. Um, it is awesome to not be the only young person that's been into politics. Like, I've been into politics, I was like seven years old, right? When Obama announced his candidacy, that's when he had me, right? Uh, you know, I began to become a little more conservative during the mid-round, like twenty twelve-ish stuff. But I still liked Obama, and I still, um, even to this day, um, him doing the Affordable Health Care Act, him, um, you know, being there to show young men, um, specifically Black men, young Black men, even just minorities in period, that we can do the same thing that. That our white counterpart can do, um, and now to see Kamala Harris, um, you know, on the on the ticket to be vice president, who I do believe will become a vice president, um, to even to see um, her shows little uh, little uh, girls of color that they can become anything that they want to be. So I will, again, I will say thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for coming out and watching. Uh, God bless everyone and have a great night.